Hello, hello, Suzanne here. It is the December episode of the Yoga Home, the final episode of the 2021 year. And one of my favorite things to do is to do a book review. So I have eight great books that I read in 2021. Now these are not necessarily new to 2021, but they are new to me. And they are simply my top eight that I learned a lot from and really inspired me throughout this calendar year. And these books have helped me move the needle of my personal growth, and I hope they'll help you too. All right, drum roll, please. The top eight are Playing Big by Tara Moore, Radical Compassion by Tara Brock, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, The Awakened Woman by Tarari Trent, I Am Diosa by Christine Gutierrez, The Archer by Paolo Coelho, The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukav, and The Source by Dr. Tara Swart. Now, here is how I want to share these with you. It's a little challenge of sorts, and I'd love to have you grab a notebook and something to write with. I'd love for you to give yourself time and space to listen, pause, reflect, write, and then repeat with each book. So if you don't have time, just have a listen and consider going back to accept the challenge at a later time. But I'll be reading a few quotes from each book. You can have a listen. Then you can write down your own reflections. And really, if you feel inspired or if you feel um, aligned with the book and the quotes, you can find the book wherever books are sold. And you could read the rest of it for yourself, or you could even get the audio book of these as well. So I'll share some of my reflections from Playing Big, as this book was actually a huge part of my 2021 growth. But the others, I'll just simply be reading a few quotes for you to ponder. So if any of these quotes, like I said, really resonate with you, really consider getting the book and reading the whole thing. So let's go ahead and get started. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and get started. Like I said, the first book, I'm going to give you a little bit of my reflections and the rest of them, I'm just going to do quotes and let you think about it. But the first book, a book that I read back in January with a book club, and I have used it religiously throughout this calendar year was Playing Big by Tara Moore. This one, oh my goodness, we have used in this yoga group that I'm a part of, um, we have used this idea of having an inner mentor all throughout the year. And it has been so, so super powerful. But the one chapter that really, really struck a chord with me was the chapter called Hiding. Okay, so as you can tell from the title of the book, Playing Big, it really is a book about finding ways to really be your be- the best version of yourself and not play small. There's so many things in life that cause us to play small and to not live up to our full potential. So this book, Playing Big, is really all about finding ways of just that playing big and not allowing yourself these little inner critic voices in your head to keep you playing small or the kind of input from the world around you that keeps you playing small as well. 
So like I said, the chapter in this book that really struck a chord with me was this idea of hiding. And there are six ways that Tara talks about the ways that people hide or hide out or keep themselves from playing big. So number one is this before that. And my example of that is I always do this before that, and it drives me nuts. But even with simple things like household chores that ultimately lead to procrastinating and never giving my full brain power to creating these things that I really dream about creating and these things that I really feel like can be helpful and powerful to share with others. But I keep myself procrastinating and thinking that I must do this before I do that. And it drives me nuts. So number one, she says this before that is a way of hiding. Number two, designing at the whiteboard. And I'm the master of designing at the whiteboard. And, you know, for those of us like old school, right? Back in, it was chalkboards and then it became whiteboards. And now it's all the, you know, kind of computer screens, Promethean boards or whatever those things are called in the classrooms these days. But I still love a good whiteboard. And the idea of this, the way of hiding here is like just you're always creating and then fearing really sharing what you've created on the whiteboard. So you design at the whiteboard and then it never goes anywhere. So that is the second way of hiding, designing at the whiteboard. The third way of hiding is overcomplicating and endless polishing. So you know that designing at the whiteboard, yep, those ideas in my mind always need endless polishing before allowing them to be released into the world. So they get stuck on that whiteboard. I'm always trying to polish them up, overcomplicating things before I can release things out into the world. And then there's number four, collecting and curating everyone else's ideas. So to share my own ideas sometimes would be to open myself up to being vulnerable. So sometimes I would rather collect up other people's ideas and curate those ideas rather than sharing my own creative ideas. So collecting and curating everyone else's ideas can be a way of hiding out. Number five, omitting your own story. So it has really taken me 40 plus years to really open up and allow myself to be vulnerable. So for so many years, my mishaps in life just really embarrassed me. I wouldn't really share where I had made missteps just in the fear of being made fun of or, or whatnot. So I really avoided this feeling of being embarrassed. So anything that didn't go well for me, I really hid it, covered it up, um, built up walls so that people really didn't see anything of, you know, the vulnerable part of my story. I would share stories, but anything that felt really vulnerable, I would omit that story in the fear of being embarrassed by it. So omitting your own story can be a way of hiding out. And then number six, I need the degree. Oh my goodness, am I the queen of I need the degree. I am the perpetual 
student. I have degrees and certifications galore, and I have invested endless hours of time learning only to never really feel like I'm qualified enough to share what I know. So my goal for 2022 is really to stop acting like I need more degrees and certifications and all of these things. I've got a lot of good stuff under my belt and I am excited to get out and to share it. So book one in this top eight great books, Tara Moore, Playing Big. So check it out and you can you can go back and you if you want to take a moment and play along with this book and the this quote, which it was actually just from a chapter. So the chapter is on hiding and hiding meaning ways of keeping yourself from playing big. And the six ways are one, this before that, two, designing at the whiteboard, three, overcomplicating and endless polishing, four, collecting and curating everyone else's ideas, five, omitting your own story, and six, I need the degree. All right, so now here is the part in this episode where I'm just going to simply give you the title of the book again and a couple of quotes. And I want you to consider listening, pausing, reflecting, writing, and then repeating with the next book. So here we go. The next book is is Radical Compassion by Tara Brock. As we begin our journey together, the four steps of RAIN, recognize, allow, investigate, nurture, will be our tool for arriving in presence. Simply put, RAIN awakens mindfulness and compassion, applies them to the places where we are stuck, and untangles emotional suffering. It is easy to learn the basics, and you can begin to use the steps right away. Rain creates a clearing in the dense forest, and in this clearing, you can recover your full heart and spirit. Thanks to current understandings of neuroplasticity, we now know that our brains can change throughout our lives. This means that even the most deeply rooted and harmful habits can be deconditioned. The phrase that sums this up is, is this, neurons that fire together, wire together. Our habits are sustained by repeating patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that have created and reinforced neural networks in our brain. By changing our patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving, we can change these neural networks. Book number three in the top eight great books for 2021 is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. It is quite a revelation to discover that the place you wanted to escape to is the exact same place you escaped from, that the prison wasn't the place, but the perspective. And the most peculiar discovery Nora made was that of all the extremely divergent variations of herself she had experienced, the most radical sense of change happened within the exact same life, the one she began and ended with. And like a volcano, she couldn't run away from herself. She'd have to stay there and tend to that wasteland. She could plant a forest inside herself. Number four, 
on the top eight great books from 2021 is The Awakened Woman by Tarari Trent. My sacred sisters, regardless of our differences, perhaps shaped by class, race, gender, identity, and geography, ultimately there is one thing that makes human beings profoundly fulfilled. It is life with meaning. There is a deeper hunger that lies within us, waiting to be discovered. It is the innate human hunger to support one another, though our material desires often mask it. Your task is to listen for the stirring of an insatiable hunger begging you to connect to the world in a new way and to align your dreams with this yearning. The power of the great hunger leads us to a different path, a path of the true, authentic self. Once we find our great hunger, then the voices that silence us, the names that others use to define us, and the fears that lurk in dark corners become diminished, and an electrical surge of purpose fills us. Our great hunger becomes the source of our calling. And number five on the top eight great books from 2021 I Am Diosa by Christine Gutierrez. Since we are all energetic beings, we are most definitely affected by our emotions. We must begin to become completely aware of our emotions and recognize what and who affects them. We must become spiritual archaeologists, exploring and digging into the depths of our psyches and spirits to see what is there. We don't have to eradicate fear, anger, or sadness. We just need to respond appropriately to them. This is the key to being a true spiritual student. A trigger is when a situation occurs that pokes at you emotionally or psychologically and reminds you of an earlier memory, feeling, or situation that hurt you. You know that you are healing the emotional trigger when it occurs and instead of having it activate like a bomb, you get to engage with it. Look into your inner child's eye and say, I hear you. I see you. I'm here for you. And it's okay. And it's going to be okay. Our society has trained us to think that difficult emotions are bad, but suppressed emotions are the only kinds of emotions we should worry about. All emotions are beautiful. We must honor them and give ourselves the space to feel all emotions within us. There is nothing that your soul can alchemize, pain to purpose, wounds to wisdom. It's what the divine and your soul were made to do. On such a path, you are still met with life, but you handle it with greater ease and grace, and you return to soul alignment much more quickly. Moreover, the types of problems you are likely to encounter will be aligned with the highest version of your soul self. You will experience less chaos and toxicity because your daily maintenance of a spiritual practice and the implementation of soul tools will grow you. You will nourish and feed the beautiful co-creation of your life. And number six on the top eight great books of 2021 is The Archer by Paolo Coelho. What is master? I would say that he is not someone who teaches something, but someone who inspires the student to do his best to discover a knowledge he already has in his soul. The bow is life, the source of all energy. The arrow will leave one day. The target is a long way off, but the bow will stay with you. 
and you must know how to look after it. A bow has no conscience. It is a prolongation of the hand and desire of the archer. It can serve to kill or to mediate. Therefore, always be clear about your intentions. A bow is flexible, but it has limits. Stretching it beyond its capacity will break it or exhaust the hand holding it. Therefore, try to be in harmony with your instrument and never ask more than it can give. Number seven on the top eight great books of 2021, The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukav. When perception of the physical world is limited to the five sensory modality, the basis of life in the physical arena becomes fear. Power to control the environment and those within the environment appears to be essential. What are the implications of considering the existence of a realm that is not detectable through the five senses, but that can be known, explored, and understood by other human faculties? And number eight on the top eight great books of 2021, or that I read in 2021, The Source by Dr. Tara Swart. Science and evidence-based psychology are proving that we all have the power to manifest the lives we desire. Retraining the brain to direct our actions and emotions to manifest our deepest dreams. As we become more logical and able to communicate and exist in larger tribes, we talked more and felt less. We moved away from emotions to logic and facts and survival through competition became our means to an end. To commit to actively trying to manifest our dreams, to commit to actively trying to manifest our dream life may seem crazy. We fear it won't work and the effort will have been in vain. Or that we will feel humiliated if we share our big ideas with someone and don't get a positive response. If our desires and intention are truly aligned, we can begin to manifest the life we want by engaging all our senses in the imagining and visualization of it. Saying it, hearing it, visualizing what it looks, feels, smells, and tastes like. In this way, our dreams begin to feel tangible to our brain. But I've come to understand how all of these lucky moments are far from purely serendipitous. They're simply the law of attraction in action. The idea of tapping into the abundant universe is at the core of the law of attraction, and it's the first principle to take on board if you want to harness the source. Reassessing our failures and rebranding them as not yet's is a good way to start rewriting our own story, the internal narrative of our past struggles. Positive desire coupled with emotional intensity attracts real life events to match. We know that merely registering that something is possible in the brain can change what happens in the body or the outside world. And a quote that popped up in the source is one that I think is a great way to end this um, episode and kind of round out the year as well. And it goes a little something like this. If you don't know where you are going... Every road will lead to nowhere. And this is by Henry Kissinger. I feel like that is a great way to, a great note to end on because truly a piece of the puzzle here is really to settle into 
knowing where you want to go and really being intentional about how you're going to get there. So a great thing to do now would be to, if you haven't already, to um, kind of jot down some thoughts that go along with each of these quotes. And then also on that note, um, the idea of doing some sort of vision board is always a fantastic way to really solidify your goals and to solidify, you know, your values and your motivation and all of that good stuff. So consider doing a vision board as well. And, you know, I'm just so excited to start a new year with you with the wild ride that has been 2020 and 2021. I'm actually surprised that I've been able to consistently pop up an episode of the podcast just with the craziness of all the things. So I'm so happy that I was able to stay consistent and I hope that you have found each month helpful. So much really has changed yet at the same time so much has stayed the same as well. So I have some great content in store for you for the 2022 calendar year and we'll map out some growth potential and we will find out what kind of growth we can achieve in one calendar year. Sound intriguing? Feel inspiring? I sure hope so. I hope you will tune back in in the new year. We will be doing more of this yogic home focused content. So with that, have a happy, happy new year. Enjoy what's left of 2021. Make the best of it. Make a plan to launch yourself into 2022 with some goals and just really a positive mindset. And with that, I hope you always feel fit, mind, body, and spirit.